podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Dave Ocarigi. Yes! Back to the Cop Pipe Podcast. Excuse the croaky voice, but we just beat Barca 4-0. <laughs> yeah, we did. Good stuff. As usual, I'm Matt. I'm Mick. We've got our guest today introducing Mick. It's Jay Riley. Thanks for coming on, Jay. Hello, lads. You okay? Yeah, not bad, are you? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah after last night, but as, it was all worth it, wasn't it? As good as you can be after that. Yeah, after much sleep. Me. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I went to bed about quarter past four, and then I was up at quarter <laughs> past six for work, so <laughs> as you can imagine, I'm a bit tender now, but, you know, yeah. like I say, it was all worthwhile. Funny, yeah, yeah I, I, had, I booked the day off work, like, just just in pre- hopefully in preparation for it, but I obviously weren't expecting that. That was just unheard of, weren't it? Unbelievable. It was amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, you know, going into the game, you're thinking to yourself... And we have another Anfield miracle night, and I think that just tops everything, doesn't it? You know, that's the yeah, greatest definitely. night ever at Anfield. I mean, you can go back to the days of Saint Etienne, you can go back to Olympiacos when they ended up winning, you know, in Istanbul eventually the European Cup then, and <coughs> even Dortmund in the Europa League. It yeah. was just like that was fantastic. But you'd have to say the magnitude of the game, the semi-final and the European Cup against the team like Barcelona and players like Messi and old boys like Suarez and Coutinho. It's just an incredible evening, and you know the greatest night at Anfield. I uh, I ended up going to the match as well. Um, I didn't find out I was going until Monday. Monday? Yeah, Monday. Uh, I looked down on my phone, and my dad sent me a text. He was like, uh, "Need to talk to you urgently. Uh, call me when you can." And I gave him a ring, and before I could get a word in, he was like, "Do you want to go to the match tomorrow?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I want to go to the match tomorrow." Uh, <laughs> And he gave me he gave me two tickets, um, and up till as last week we did the podcast last week as well, and and I was just thinking that we'd win the game but we wouldn't get through. You know, thing. I mean, to beat Barca by four goals, it was it seemed a bit impossible that they weren't going to yeah. score at Anfield, and I was sort of on the on the train of thought of it's a bit impossible all week, and then on Tuesday morning I sort of I woke up and I was like, hmm, there's something. Feel there's something because something could happen. And then I got to Anfield and there was flares going and people seeing in the middle of the street and I was like, no, nah, something's gonna happen here, and I can't explain it. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It, it was ridiculous. I didn't I didn't go myself. Like I I watched it with my mates and in a, in a boozer, but uh, it was just <laughs> the scenes are unbelievable. Like, I think every every player just p- played far and above the the maximum. Obviously the nights at Anfield to just elevate everyone. The crowds up for it. I think Fabinho. I don't know. I'm trying to pick out a standout man, and I just, I just keep thinking of Fabinho flying I, into them tackles from I, minute one. I loved it. Really. <laughs> I don't know about you, Jay, but I, I was 
completely mesmerised by Origi last night. He's just anything that went to him, he was just shoving players off him, left, yeah, right, and like, centre. It's like a man possessed. Couple. You, you know what? You got you, you got to give Origi massive credit because he's been out on loan and. It's clear to see when Klopp first came to the club, he, he liked him because he even actually said, didn't he? You know, he's a he's a young boy, he's a powerful presence up front, and we're gonna have a lot of fun with him. And then yeah. it just sort of like it started off okay, and then he was in a bit train of form, and he got that bad injury in the derby game against Everton, didn't he? Went through Nesmore, he done yeah. him on purpose oh, yeah, basically, yeah. and then he's just never been the same since, has yeah. he? And he struggled, and you know, as I just said, there he's been out on loan and stuff like that, and then. He's been a bit part player this season, but he scored some crucial goals, hasn't he? And people are saying about building a statue of him if we ever <laughs> win in this European Cup yeah. now. But, you know, he has scored vital goals. I mean, to score two last night and the goal he scored at the weekend as well against Newcastle at the end and the one in the derby against yeah. Everton. You know, fair play to the lad. Because it must be hard, mustn't it? Because he's been shipped out on loan here and there and, you know, he's not been getting his game. He's been on the bench a lot. So when you get called upon, you're not 100% because you're not really match fixing and playing all the time, are mm-hmm. you? So, very difficult for the lads, and he's just, you know, great professional attitude. You can't fault it at all, can you? And to be perfectly honest, I think the age of him now is he like twenty three or something. Yeah, he's, I yeah. think he's probably earned the rights to maybe get an extended contract just as a squad man, a utility man to come yeah, off the bench. And if he's happy to... with that, then great. But he is on a free transfer in the summer, so I'd love him to up to him. Yeah, like, the thing that sort of apart from his goals, which obviously set me mental. Um, I love the fact that he had to be carried off. Like, he had run himself ragged. Yeah. Like, he went down like the 88th or whatever minute it was, and he he just couldn't give any more. He 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 done himself into the ground. Did he go off with cramp? Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Because he, well, he, so, yeah. he he was fine. Uh, I mean, obviously, when you're in the ground, it's a bit difficult to really tell what's going on and what the injuries are. Because, to be perfectly honest, I didn't even know how Robertson got injured until obviously after the event when everyone was saying Suarez done him. Yeah, because um, yeah. I was confused at half time when obviously Robertson come off and then when Alden was on and Milner was playing left back, I, I was a little bit confused. But I just didn't really know what had gone on. You see, so um, I was the same until I got home and then I watched the highlights because I was like, I, yeah. I, I, I sort of, I was there. But everything Should felt, have been it felt sent like off, a blur. He, let's be honest. Yeah, with yeah. VAR, I don't know how he didn't get sent off. To be fair, yeah. Well, on especially on, with VAR, yeah, exactly. exactly. I think like they had Peter Walton. I don't know if he was an ex referee. They had, they had him on BT Sport, and he said like it's not, it's not a red card offence because it's not, it's not violent conduct because it's, it, he's, he's, it's a walk in motion. But oh, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's walked, but he's intentionally stuck his leg out to try and injure Robertson. Yeah, it's got to so, be a red card, doesn't he? Can't yeah. be doing, doing things like that. Mm-hmm. He's injured the fellow professional there, hasn't he? And he's intended yeah. to do it. So exactly. the thing with Suarez, though, I mean, like people are going on, aren't they saying, "Oh, he's horrible. He's this. He's poison." We, he was poison, and he was horrible when he was Liverpool exactly. player. So yeah, we can't yeah. be hypocritical about it. We loved him, we adored him for the for the way he was and what he gave to the team. That little bit of fight and fire that he had. So now you can't really like criticise him that's for it, doing yeah. them things against us because yeah. the facts are, you know, that's what all other other clubs fans hated about him. And now all of a sudden you can't be hypocrites. It is what it is. We take it on the chin what he's done, but the facts are. He's not smiling anymore, is he? Because Liverpool are through and Barcelona are out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he kept his promise, didn't he? He didn't celebrate, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he never got the chance, that's why. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw his interview before the game, the cocky little shit. He said, um, not if I score, he said, when I score, I'm not going to celebrate. That came back to bite him. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, they just crumbled, didn't he? That's the thing, you know, yeah. these teams, they're massive names and 
massive players they come to Anfield and, and I don't know what it is it's just a special place and, and yeah. teams and players just crumble and, and it's not even as though you can't really say it's the most hostile of atmospheres but it's no. just a special atmosphere that you know, it's, it obviously intimidates the life out of the opposition and they just seem to crumble and we've had many good nights at Anfield but like I say that's, that's definitely the best one the greatest night yeah 100% let, let's let's talk about the goals then. Um, the first one, Origi's. That's uh, six minutes in. That's when I lost my voice. <laughs> I just scream. I don't know what noises came out of my mouth, but I scream because I told my girlfriend beforehand. I was like, if we get an early goal, then then you watch. You watch what happens. Um, and I lost the plot when Origi scored. I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, just. Yeah. yeah, Henderson done well, didn't he? Henderson, did really, yeah. Henderson played really, really well, well. Game. Yeah, he was running through brick walls, wasn't he? I think, he and, was, and yeah. then he, he went down. It looked like he was in quite a lot of pain. And thought, I thought he'd probably come off. Have you not seen the? Have you have you, you seen the? What's come out about Henderson? He, he took like yeah, he, he went in half time last for like yeah, give, yeah, give yeah, me he, everything like tablets and yeah, jabs he was or whatever. On, he's on painkillers. He, he was on I think an injection on painkillers and everything just so he could stay on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then that doesn't bode well for the weekend. Then does a sweep yeah. probably going to be out? Yeah, but I've seen seen Klopp's press conference after the match, and he sort of hinted that he might start Chamberlain at the weekend. Yeah, really? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I look going into the game last night. Though I did think we'd win it. I thought we'd win the game, not necessarily get through the tie, because I was always fearful at Barcelona would pick us off a little bit on the break and, yeah. and score an away goal. I could kill a tie because we never got one in a new camp. But I did think we'd score three or four against them because even in the new camp we could have put three or four past them and they're not the greatest defensively. I think I think PK's massively overrated he myself. Is, I don't think he's a great defender at all. And I just thought there were certainly goals in it for us. But going into the game without Salah, without Firmino, you were feeling that, the fact that it's not, we're just not going to have enough, are we, enough tools to do it. So it, even though I did think we'd win the game, I still had my doubts. I thought they, they'd get the away goal to kill the time. Yeah, it would be tough to get five. But, you know, like I say, special things happen at Anfield. And this is a special special club, special players, really, aren't they? It's a fantastic team. They're going to you know, maybe get 97 points in the league, the most points that we've ever had in a league yeah. season as well. So mm-hmm. we are witnessing a fantastic football team. And just let's hope we can do it in Madrid now and make it six times. Yeah. It, it is ridiculous how how well they played I mean just like you just said Jay like especially considering the players that were missing because um, yeah. I, I, so I I took like obviously I, I didn't take Mick with me to the stadium I took Anfield I took my girlfriend <laughs> and she found out that obviously that Salah and Firmino weren't playing and she went oh I'm glad we get to go watch Liverpool but is my first match really going to be we're losing 3-0 to Barca without Salah and Firmino <laughs> and it just well, I still can't explain I was there and I still can't all I can, all I keep saying to myself is that I was there. I think this season, certainly not, and that yeah. she's never gonna forget. Like, and yeah, you know, every, every single one of us, whether you were there or you weren't there, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, it's such a, such a massive occasion, like, and such a big thing for the football club. Because you know, the way I look at this now, I would have been heartbroken on Sunday if Liverpool, you know, win the game, but ultimately don't win the title and City win it. Yeah. And if that was our last game, and then that's it, done. But at least now yeah, you can take chance. it a little bit more. You can accept it a little bit more if it yeah. does happen like that, because you know we know we're going to be preparing for the uh, European Cup final again. So you know it won't be as somber if, if shall we say, you know, like yeah. the atmosphere is going to be great. Of course it is. Yeah. Obviously, if Man City win the game, it's bright and there's nothing we can do about it. And we're going to be second round. We're going to be done as well. So yeah. a freak of a team 
we would have been heartbroken wouldn't if that was it, your season was over. Whereas now we've got a European Cup final, Champions League final to prepare for. So yeah. you know it's all systems go for that really. So hopefully another miracle will happen moment on Sunday and we will win the league. But if we don't, at least we know we're going to Madrid. Yeah, at least we have the chance to win the trophy that Guardiola wants to win. Yeah. I think that that whole game that might put a bit of might put a bit of doubt in City's mind. Like we've came we've came back from the dead there against Barcelona. We had we had no right to well, the way we play. We deserve to win, obviously. But that team on paper, to be to be four nil with Origi and Shik, Origi and Shaq up up top, who haven't been playing that much really, and we go go away and blow them away four nil. So hopefully that might put a seed of doubt in their minds, and then hopefully. I'm more optimistic about Sunday now than I was before yeah, I mean, yesterday's game. You know, my theory on Sunday, right, is let's go, enjoy it, obviously create a good atmosphere, you know, the, the, the players deserve it for such a fantastic campaign, yeah. but then, you know what, if Liverpool take the lead, go 1-0 up, or even 2-0 up, whatever, if we score before City score, then they'll, the news will filter through they'll and they'll know, yeah. and then if they, if they, you know, you should never know in football, do you know what I mean? The last couple of games, they've been there at half-time and eventually they've got the job done in the second half, but, you know, what could potentially happen is they could become desperate, you just never know, and then run out of ideas, and yeah, okay, fair enough, if they do go 1-0 up, it's still not all lost, because in any game of football, you're always going to get a chance, aren't you? So Brighton are going to get at least one chance, aren't they, on Sunday? Yeah. And whether it's a set piece or a mistake or yeah. anything, a referee and poor referee decision. And there's still always that little bit of hope, isn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong, if City do go 2 0 up, then it's curtains, isn't it? It's over then. But yeah, yeah. whilst it's 0 0 and whilst it's even potentially 1 0 to City, there's still always that little bit of hope and a little bit of a you know an opportunity for it to happen. So it's just got to try and hope and play that it does happen. And what will be, will be. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Pray to God. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to talk about that um that Trent corner. It is fucking unbelievable. Just that he's twenty and according to, to Klopp that, that wasn't practiced. No. According to Klopp, that's just on the spot he's thought just thought quickly and, and hit that. That's that true. is yeah. Is that more Barca making an under fifteens type mistake, or or Liverpool just Trent just being magical. I just think it's Trent being magical. I put on Twitter like if that was if that was Stevie doing that last night, we'd all be praising them, saying that that's a, a great bit of intelligence. Yeah. yeah, like to, to do that, like he's he's put the ball down and then he's kind of walked away from it, and he spotted Arigi like on his own in the middle and then just whipped it into him. I, I wasn't sure at first if it, if it was counted or not because I wasn't sure if the referee had blew his whistle or not. But obviously, it's a great piece of play, and thank fuck it, he scored off it. <laughs> I mean, it was a brilliant finish as well. Yeah. Uh, did it catch you off guard, Jay? Because I mean, it, it caught me off guard. Because basically, the thing is, I've got a massive headache now because every corner we got, I turned to my girlfriend, slapped myself in the forehead, and went big verge. <laughs> I was convinced Van Dijk was going to score. Um, and when I saw Trent put the ball down and walk away, I turned to her, did the slap on the head, big verge. And when I turned around, the ball was in the back of the net. <laughs> and I was convinced that the referee, who was shit, by the way, he was an awful ref. Yeah. Uh, I was convinced that the ref was just going to find a way to like say no, retake it. And I feel like in the whole ground, it just felt like for a second, everyone was like, does that count? Yeah. yeah. And then I, got that, I got that feeling myself because yeah. it, it was sort of like... 
it, it was a strange goal because very good improvisation by by Trent and you know quick thinking, and they basically switched off, didn't he? And we caught them cold, and obviously Trent and, and Odegi were on the same wavelength, and, and he, he slotted it home. Well, obviously went. It's a great finish, wasn't it? Like to like quite have yeah. the goal, and yeah. I I thought I personally at the at the moment when it hit the back of the net, I thought is that going to stand? So it was a little bit of a delayed reaction by me and and, and many around me to be honest. But then when you realise, you see, looked at the referee and you see him pointing to the centre circle, you knew oh, yeah. that, that was it. Then pandemonium and yeah, exactly. all down the stage, it was incredible. It was like the whole ground was waiting for that whistle and that yeah. point to the. And as soon as the referee pointed to the centre circle, <clears throat> it went. I've never heard something so. I must admit, at the end of the games, very tense, wasn't it? You know, when the fireball yeah. went up for five minutes, and okay. you know it was really, really tense. And it was. you know, like the, the cheers when we cleared the ball, or when we'd win a free kick, you know, a cheap free kick, you know, just to take the pressure off because they were putting a lot of pressure on us when yeah, they at they that were. stage. Which you know they had to because obviously they knew it was last chance saloon, and if they would have scored the goal, then they would have went through themselves, wouldn't they, with the away goal? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, to, to manage to see the game, I was you know, really good game management at the end of the game by Liverpool. But you know that's what we've been like all season in the Premier League games as well. It's been fantastic. We we can't complain. This group of players have lost one Premier League game all season. We're now in a European Cup final. We've taken the title to the last day of the. Season season which yeah it's not in our own hands and it is heartbreaking because you know the amount of points we're going to get we've lost one game all season the irony of it is to Man City who were challenging for the title but you know this this group of players have been fantastic this season and you know credit where it's due you know just hopefully now they'll get their hands on all big ears in, in Madrid and yeah. you know yeah. we win our 60 European Cup it'd be great honestly like, there's something that now to me it's quite funny when it when it happened, it wasn't, and I can't remember if it was three 0 up or if it was four 0 up. But when Messi got that free kick, uh, everyone, yeah, you could hear everyone's ass clench. <laughs> <laughs> you could just feel like a collective. <laughs> everyone stood up and went, "Ah, fuck, he's gonna do it again." Yeah. And him missing that free kick or hitting the wall, I'm not yeah, sure who it the, hit. The relief, the was relief just around the, the ground was just like. <clears throat> at that moment, I was like, you know. He's not even hit it over the wall. This has hit the wall. Yeah. This just might. And then with Wijnaldum, with that brilliant bit of skill and the additional time, winning four 0 You just gotta, just gotta boot it out. And he's wrestling with three players in the middle of the pitch and just turning turn, 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 and starting a counter attack. That I think eventually we win a foul and just keep the ball on that side yeah. of the pitch. But but like Wijnaldum's performance, like Jesus Christ, that was to score two goals coming on as a substitute. Like he said that he'd done a. a, a an interview after the game, and he said like he was he was annoyed that Klopp had put him on the bench, and obviously he was a massive European game at home, and he's on the bench, and thank, thankfully he's came on and scored two goals, mm. especially that header. That header is literally unbelievable. Great ball in by Shach, and the fact <laughs> he's quite good in the air to be fair to him, isn't he? But um, yeah, great goal. And think about it this way: Suarez is the reason we won. If he wouldn't have injured Robbo, Wijnaldum well, wouldn't have come on. Wouldn't have scored. <laughs> Thank you, Suarez. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought um, Shakiri struggled a bit though. I don't think he had a great game. No. Some of his passing was really away a lot, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. 
But that ball in the delivery for the third goal for Wijnaldum was ever was superb, really, wasn't it? And yeah. no credit to James Milner as well, because he obviously had to go left-back, which we know he's played there for the season in the past for us, but he's uncomfortable playing there. He doesn't really like playing there, but he does it as you know, like a utility man, a bit of a makeshift position for him, and you know, he never, ever lets us down. He's 100% at all the time. He's fantastic. And yeah. I don't know how any, any Liverpool fan can ever criticise James Milner because no. he's 100% no. at every <laughs> single game, yeah. and he'll play wherever he's asked to play, the manager. Yeah, he obviously spoke up, didn't he, and said, "Look, you know, I think I'm, you know, it's not my ideal position." And then we went out and signed Andy Robertson. Do you know what I mean? In the summer, mm-hmm. and then the rest is history because he's fantastic. But you know, when called upon to do a job for you, there's no better man than James Milner. He's the ultimate professional, isn't he? And yeah. you know, let's hope we come in this European Cup for many reasons, <clears> but it also be nice for Milner because you know, if Leeds do get promoted, there is that possibility he might go back go, to his yeah. boiled mm-hmm. club. But yeah. if I was Klopp. I'd be telling them, you know, stay here, you've got a couple of years left yet because yeah, we need that old head, the experience of, of Milner in this team and we're growing and growing and growing, aren't we? And, you know, we're getting a lot more experience ourselves, but, you know, he's still worth his weight in gold, isn't he, James Milner? Yeah, like I said, like experience and versatility, like he's, he is like a player you do need in your squad. And seen at the end of the game, like he looked like he was crying. Yeah, he, to was, be, he, he was, was crying, yeah. He was balling. I was balling. Everyone was balling. Literally, the atmosphere in the ground must have been obviously. I was right in there, tears. But, I was actually but, in uh, tears. Um, I think, I think any real Liverpool fan knows this: that last night sort of epitomised how important James Miller actually is, because he can play anywhere and wherever he plays. Like you've said, he gives a hundred percent, and he does a job better than some players that can actually play in that position. Yeah. Like when I saw James Miller <coughs> going to left back, I wasn't that concerned. No. If I'd seen Alberto Moreno going to left back. I could have signed yeah. off that we would have lost that game. Yeah. Well, like you said, then Jay, like he, when he that season when we he, he was left back pretty much all season, he was he was he was unbelievable, wasn't he? Like he he, 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 he always gives you seven out of ten, seven out of ten every game, sometimes yeah. higher than that. But he's, he never goes below that. He's always he's always a solid and, performer. And you just hit the nail on the head there as well when you said about you know you felt comfortable with Noah Milner, who's a midfield player playing left back, but yeah. you would have been breaking it if Moreno was playing left back, who yeah. was actually a left back. Yeah. <laughs> but well, he's not a left back. I don't know what he is to be honest. <laughs> that, I just, I he's like he's, he's been a raffle to be part of the squad. It's just <laughs> incredible. He's just like a big kid. He's never been good enough. He can't defend to save his life. I'm, I'm convinced he's just made it as a footballer because he's got a bit of pace. That's it. He, he, he yeah. can't defend. Yeah. He's like he's you know Jurgen Klopp seems a type of. Manager that will improve virtually every player that he, he takes under his wing, right? And they come on leaps and bounds with him. But I just think Moreno must be that thick. He's just never ever learned anything as he off clock, which yeah. it's, it's incredible, really. And I, I can't believe he's still part of the squad. I know he's leaving in the summer on a free transfer, but it must just be because he's mates with everyone. I think and he's, he's got the team spirit. Yeah. I, I can believe that he's still part of the squad solely for the fact that I don't know any. Sort of self-respecting manager that would try sign him <laughs> for, any, for any money. Well, I, I just talk about he might be going to Barcelona in the summer on a free yeah, transfer. Yeah. I don't know where, whether there's any truth in it, but that's absolutely incredible, isn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong. I know La Liga is a little bit different, isn't it, to, to the Premier League? It's not as intense in the physicality of it all, and the you know the way the teams play over there. He might get away with it a little bit more. I don't know, but the facts are. I mean. You know, we, he's absolutely brain dead. Like he's just one of the worst players we've ever had at the club. He's just absolutely scandalous how bad he is. Total another liability cost us the Europa League final. Yeah. Seville, his old club. You know, a couple of years back, and it's just remarkable to think here we are, and he's still at the club. 
Like I know it's his last game on Sunday, like, but it's just an awful, awful player. If you look at Jordi Alba's performance last night, it's sort of, yeah, he's very good going forward. He's a big threat, but then he is a bit defensively suspect. And maybe yeah. that's just the way it is. Maybe not the way in La Liga, but just the fact that Barcelona is so dominant, they don't really defend. So yeah. I suppose they you're can. right, you're right, because I don't think Jordi Alba's a great defender, but exactly everyone raves about him saying he's the best left back in the world, but he's not. Andy no. Robbo's the best Robbo's left back the best in the world. But yeah. clear, being the back to back European Cup finals, for God's sake. But the thing is, with Alba, it's just, as you say, there, you know, in, in Spain, Barcelona dominate the game against virtually every team they play against, apart from Liverpool, obviously. But what I mean is, like when you when you see him in the league, he does look good, and he plays for Spain. He looks all right for Spain as well. But they dominate games of football as well. But like I say, when you come up against a team like Liverpool or a top team, top European team, you get found out if you're not that good and you're asked respect. And that's exactly what Jordi Alba looked last night, anyway, to me. Yeah, yeah, um, but you know, as I say, Moreno might do all right there as a backup because. We all know he's a liability in his brain there, but how much is he going to be put under pressure? And he, you know, realistically, he's not going to play that often anyway. If he did go there and make the move to Barcelona, and if he did play, then he's you know he's not going to play in the big games. You wouldn't imagine anyway, would you? So he's not going to get exposed the way he does if he plays in Liverpool. So, you know, the facts are, you know, just as soon as, as soon as his contract's up and he's gone on a free <clears> transfer, in my opinion, good hit and slight because he might be a decent lad around the dressing room, but as an actual footballer. Well, you know, I say that loosely because he's not a footballer, in my opinion. I just think he's an athlete. I go there, that's it, because he's got a bit of pace, footballing ability, and, and he's absolutely brain dead. He's got no brain cells around us. This is the thing, if Liverpool want to be like a serious team that we have been, there is certain players that you're just going to have to be like, look, you might be nice, but <clears throat> you've got, you have no place here. And I think he himself knows it because he is supposedly the reserve left back that started twice this season. In the FA Cup and the League Cup, that's it. And when we've needed another left back, it's either been Gomez or Milner. Yeah. I'm sure Henderson's played there as well. We've had Kiana Hoover come in. Like, yeah, he's he's yeah. he's clearly not in the thought, and he's off in the summer, isn't he? Like, I think he would probably do all right for Barca. He's got a bit of pace. He's an okay passer. He can whip a ball in. I think that's all you need for Barca, pretty much, because obviously, like you said, they don't get they don't get attacked that much. Uh, should we move on to the, the questions that yeah, we've got? we've got some questions. We've got one from Steve Carson. Uh, which would you rather, the, PL, the Premier League title or the Champions League trophy? You can't have both. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think every that's Liverpool fan one. would rather the Premier League. That's an easy one. Yeah. Um, we've definitely got more chance of the Champions League, just because it's not in our <coughs> hands. Uh, if I was given the chance, definitely the Premier League. Yeah, Premier League, 100%. Yeah, you, I think we'd all echo that them sentiments obviously where you're talking about the Premier League isn't it but the problem is we find ourselves in a position now where the Premier League titles are of our own hands and it has been for a while now hasn't it mm. um, you know the flip side to it is yeah of course you know we we, be, we, we do want to win the European Cup now and that's some consolation it's a massive consolation and it's probably actually better for the club in general because obviously it's more of a, a worldwide thing isn't mm. it and also the fact that it's more it's worth more money to us so, you know, from a club perspective and you know, the worldwide brand, it's prob- it is better, but we've waited such a long time to win the Premier League title, haven't we? And it's, it's, it's criminal, really, that, you know, it's been nearly 30 years, or three decades. It's just amazing. And mm. this is the, the season now. We've been tremendous, haven't we? And 97 points, as I said before, one, only one defeat. And it's just heartbreaking to think that, you know, the likeliness is, shall we say, on Sunday, but probably end up being runners-up to a freak Man City team. But 
like I say, people wrote us off against Barcelona, didn't he? So miracles do happen. The only thing I will say about that is it was in our own hands, though, wasn't it, to do something about it against like Barcelona because mm. we had to play them. Whereas you know, on Sunday for the title, it's it's completely out of our hands. Isn't it? We can just yeah. do, all we can do is do our job, win the game against Wolves, and then hope that Brighton do us a favour and the City have an off day or slip up or whatever yeah. happens happens and. You know, it's out of our hands. We can't control what they do, unfortunately. So, you know, it's it is looking like out of the two, you don't have to see the European Cup now, and yeah. if it actually is in our own hands. And like, like you said, I mean, it's not a bad consolation prize, is it? I mean, in the long run, think about it. And although we all want the Premier League, the cha- winning the Champions <coughs> League this year over the Premier League could have some serious benefits going forward because players like Salah, Firmino, Mane they've all stated that they want to win the Champions League. Yeah. Now, if they can win it with Liverpool, then they don't need to go somewhere else to win the Champions League. They've won it. And then maybe... Because they're obviously going to link... going to get linked away. I don't think they're going to leave. But just having that Champions League medal with Liverpool, it's just a little bit more security that they'll stay. And then, obviously, that's just going to attract more players to Liverpool. Yeah. I think the most attractive place you can go, that you want to go for, to as a player in transfer is... The Champions League winners. I yeah, hopefully that's usually like the likes of Barca and Real Madrid, but we've proven this season that we're as as good as if not better than those teams now. So mm. we've talked about it before on many podcasts. We've said like what we think Salah's going to get linked away, and he probably is going to get linked away. But it's, it's not. There's not going to be anything anything concrete there because I don't see that him. Why would you? That all the players that were in the ground last night, seeing the fans like that after you win against Barcelona four nil. Why would you want to leave that ever? Yeah, it's an, it's an, it's infectious, and it obviously, hopefully, the, the, them type of players want do want to stay because what Jurgen Klopp's built here is something unbelievable to get a back to back, back to back Champions League finals. The first team to do it since Man United in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It's literally it's it's a huge huge testament to the the job he's done, and I don't see why you'd want to leave. To be honest. <laughs> All right, next question, Mick. Next question. Uh, we've got one of Fletch, who's admin on the Copite website, and or Twitter, I think, both, I think. Um, signing of the season and why? I'll let you go first, Jay. <laughs> you know what? I'd have to say, um, it, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because I think, like, Fabinho took a little bit of time to settle down, didn't he, at the club? You know, it was only really around about December time when he, he sort of, like, settled and he started getting his game week in, week out, and he, he, he's become a monster, hasn't he? He's a vital part of the team. For me, he's the first name on the team sheet in the midfield anyway. Mm-hmm. I'd go as far as to say that. He's massively important to sit in front of that, you know, the back four, and he protects them quite well. And it's not just about the protection, though. No, he's a good passer of the ball, and it's always forward passing as well. He's always forward thinking. Loves a tackle. He's got a little bit of nastiness about him. Nothing major, but like you know, we need a little bit of edge to our game. We haven't got many who do it. Milner likes to put his foot in every now and then. Of course he does. But other than that, you know, who else have we got? So you probably would say Fabinho's got that in his makeup a little yeah. bit. You haven't had anyone um, like that since like some Mascherano. Not have we like a bit of, a bit of yeah. steel in midfield? He was not going to scare And Suarez, who we were saying before, like, yeah. he had that needle about him as yeah. well. <clears> but. I just think you can't look past Alison Becker because, you know, raised eyebrows when we spent, what, £65 million on him in the summer, a lot of money for a goalkeeper. Um, but he's been sensational, hasn't he? I mean, I know he's made a few mistakes, but 
I think we've, what is it, conceded 22 goals in 37 games this season. He's yeah. got 20 clean sheets or something. It's absolutely fantastic, really. He's been brilliant <clears> and, <throat> and he's been part of that back line. That's hardly conceded any goals. And we all know how good Van Dijk is. Yeah, Van Dijk's been given the Players Player of the Year award, which quite rightly so, because he's been fantastic. He's he's like a Rolls-Royce of a centre-half, isn't he? He's the best centre-half in world football at this moment in time. And, you know, quite rightly, he got that award and that accolade. And, you know, it's one of them things, isn't it? You know, he marshals the defence so well. He brings the best out of Matthew. He brought the best out of Lovren last season as well. You know, he helps the full-backs. And he also helps the goalkeeper. But, you know, the goalkeeper's also got that massive presence about him and... You know, he, he commands his area quite well and some of the saves he's made this season, absolutely superb. And if you go back to the last game, mm. group game against Napoli, the save he made yeah, in the last say, minute against Napoli, that's, that's why we're here today now, you know, focusing on the European Cup final for me because, you know, at the end of the day, that save he made was tremendous. If that would have went in, Liverpool were out of the Champions League and, you know, probably in the Europa League, do you know what I mean? So... You know, he's been a man mountain and you'd have to say Alison Beth has been the sign of the season for Liverpool. Yeah, I'd I mean, I'd give Fabinho a shout because I think he's been brilliant. And I think we've got an article about him on the on the website. Yeah, James um, Miller's got an article saying that's Fabinho being the sign of the season, not just at Liverpool but in the Premier League. And I think I think like you said, Jay, I think he deserves a shout. Uh, but I'm gonna have to go with you and, and say Alison. And the thing that tips it for me is that if you take out Fabinho and you put in Milner, Henderson, whoever, we're okay. You take out Allison and you put in Mignolet, we are not okay. It's a huge downgrade, isn't it? We are not. Just he has made. He's got twenty clean sheets. He's made seventy saves all season. He's a bit of an unsung hero for last night as well. He made some big saves. Yeah, that one against Alba, where that that uh, one th- three ball by yeah. Messi and Alba's through, and it, it's it, 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 when he saves, he doesn't make it look. Spectacular, but he's he's, he's, al- he's always yeah. there, and he's he's dead simplistic in what he does. But it's he's terrific, and it's his first season in the league. And like you said, Jay, like he's made some mistakes, like the Leicester game and stuff, where it's still a bad in time for him. Like he's still he's still he's still brand new, and he's he's got plenty of years at this at this club, and he can only get better. And it's scary how how good he could be <clears> in the future. And he's got some presence about him. Because just think think of the fact that if Allison, bloody hell, my voice. <clears throat> If Alisson listens to Klopp, right, goes up for that corner and the camp now, what <laughs> fuck? I know, yeah. That doesn't happen last night. Yeah. I, I think when you when you know, like obviously you spent a lot of money on Alisson, and ironically, we sold Coutinho to Barcelona for 142 million pounds, and that's basically what we spent on Van Dijk and Alisson to sort our back line out, and it's got us through against them and. You know, when people, when you spend that type of money, like £75 million on Virgil van Dijk, it was a hell of a lot of money. But if there was ever a bargain in football, and now you look at bargains, we, we spent £8 million or £10 million on Andy Robertson. Now, that is an absolute incredible bargain. But what I'm trying to say is £75 million on van Dijk is actually a bargain as well because he's absolutely priceless in the sense that no money in world football could buy him now because he's that important to Liverpool. He's that good. Even if someone offered 150, 200 million for him, which is not going to happen, but if they did, we still wouldn't sell him because why would we? What's the point in selling someone who's that yeah. vital to your team? And then what I'm trying to get at here is it's like Allison. He spent £65 million. As I said before, raised eyebrows, a lot of money for a goalkeeper. 
Now, I'm not saying that that was a bargain, but what I will say is no one's moaning or talking about his place tag because he's just, you know, he, he's engineered by being part of this team and played every single Premier League game this season, kept the most clean sheets. He's also obviously got us to the European Cup fans, being instrumental, being a part of that team and that 11 and that group of players, the squad of getting us there because he's been massively important to that. So, you know, when you spend £65 million on someone, you're exp- you get what you pay for in life, is, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. OK, fair enough, you get a little gem like Robertson and like Coutinho back in the day. But when Liverpool when Liverpool spend big on a player, it's very rare that we waste the money, certainly under Michael Edwards and mm. you know, with, with Klopp. They, they don't make mistakes in yeah. the transfer market. They're very meticulous in how they scout players and how they... Uh, Obviously, if they're going to sign a player, they do fantastic deals. Michael Edwards, is, he should have a, he should have a statue because he's that good at his job. Um, but like I say, Allison for me, fantastic. No one talks about the price tags. When he spends sixty five million, and that's a telltale sign of how good he's done because no one talks about how much he costs. Yeah, very true. That's been in the past when we've made some big money signs in the past. Obviously, before the likes of Klopp and that came. Like you look at like Stuart Downing and Andy Carroll and all them. Like so, there's been we, we, we've been burned a, a, quite a lot in the past, spending big and then it biting us on the arse. So I think questions do get uh, posed when we sign players for these big prices. But when you when you're coming into a job like Allison and Van Dyke have done, it's it's easy money, isn't it? It's, Just since it, since Klopp comes in, I I really am struggling to think of a signing that hasn't gone the right way. I don't think. No, nothing springs to mind at least. Well, I, I think Carius and Marco were like really low signings. Though I mean, I think Carius was four million, Grujic was five million. Now yeah. I wouldn't really Not say Grujic's been a failure. Yeah. It's hard to say. It's hard to say he's a failure because like he hasn't really been given much of a chance. And if he is to be sold in the summer then we're probably going to get 20 million when for him, yeah, aren't we? So yeah, yeah. we're going to make a profit. Carius is the biggest one because he, even though he never costs much money, he costs us a European Cup final. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know how you recover from that because that is psychological. How, how would anyone recover yeah, from playing in a, in a game? The biggest game in club football, you roll a ball out of the on, on Russian centre-forward of the opposition I'm sorry, but how are you recovering from that? There was no way. When he was trying to go on saying, oh, he's still got a future, we're going to stand by him. There was no way he was ever playing for Liverpool this season after what happened. There was just not a chance that he was ever doing it. So, so there's the one that you say, that, that like the only one that's not worked out. I mean, OK, the jury might be out a little bit still on that Bicator because he, we paid £52 million for him. He paid a lot of money. And I know I just said before, didn't I, when Liverpool spend big on a player... They're so meticulous now about how they do it that yeah. Liverpool are not going to buy goods no more because we've had past experiences over the years where we've, it's been horrendous and it's amount of money that we've wasted on players, but not no more under this new regime. But what I will say, there's still a, the jury's still out a little bit on Cater because he's took such a long time to settle and adapt, basically six months or so. The last couple of months, though, he started to look like the player that we signed from Leipzig mm. and. <clears throat> Listen, give him another pre-season. Uh, to me, he looks a little bit brittle. He gets injured quite a lot. That's, that's the get him, nice maybe get him on the weights or whatever, but give him another pre-season under his belt, yeah. and I think we'll see the best of him next season. So there's no way anyone should be giving up on him, but you can't really... I don't think anyone can honestly say he's been a success yet, though, has he? Yet, because no. he hasn't contributed enough. He's only <clears> really shown signs of it, and now he's out yeah. for the rest of the season, which is frustrating, but... 
you know, I think next season we'll see the best of Keita. Yeah, I think yeah, the, the four or five games though, before yeah. he got injured, he was starting to sparkle, wasn't he? He was, he was starting to pick the ball up and he was gliding with, gliding with the ball and he was making stuff happen. Yeah, he, he was picked up like was, three or four goals in five games as yeah, well. He was, he was on it. He was starting to put in that worth ethic that Klopp wants, and he was starting to get stuck into tackles, and he was he was doing things that you want your central midfield to do. So hopefully, when he comes back, and he, like you said, Jay gets a, a, a good preseason under his belt and gets a, get some protein down his neck and get some get him in get him in the weight on the weights and stuff, and get, get, get him get him bulked up a little bit more, more mentally, uh, more physically strong for the Premier League. Then uh, he's I think he he's got the potential to be a, a really really good signer. He just we just need to be a bit patient with him. Well, I think it's time to wrap up now. I'll just ask you guys, who is uh, your man of the week then? Man of the week? Yeah. Man of the match after last night? Man of the week. Newcastle and Barcelona. Um, it's got to be Divock Origi, hasn't it? has got the two winners. Yes. <laughs> it's Divock Origi week. It has to be. <laughs> got to be, hasn't it? Origi, what a, what a gem. It has to be. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. And to make it even sweeter, firstly, we get to sort of put demons to rest for last year and secondly we've just knocked out the player that left us to win a Champions League so piss off Coutinho yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. he didn't turn off did he went missing he went into hard and he bottled it he choked it he's been given just, a zero uh, rating in, back in yeah, Spain so like, yeah. a zero. I, you, you know what right I, I thought with Coutinho I was not ever worried about him doing any damage against us in the two games pure and simply because don't forget all these 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 players he played against. They were his teammates last season, and Jurgen Klopp managed them for a couple of years. So everyone knew what he was about and yeah. how he ticks, how he plays. He must have cut in on his right side to have efforts at goal, and he basically just nullified them in my opinion in both games. I didn't even know he was playying to yeah. be honest at Anfield. Yeah, he was he was he was anon- he was anonymous to be honest with you and I expected that. I, I really did yeah, because right, these players know him how it know his game inside out and he, he is a little bit of a fan, isn't he? Let's be honest. And he, he <laughs> choked it. He bottled it. Yeah, Let's get into the real yeah. world. He bottled yeah. that last night. He really struggled in it, front of you know the Carp Armfield. It got to him. The occasion got to him, and I, I fully expected it to as well. And it's great because you know he did turn it. It's hard, it's hard with Coutinho because I do think he's a snake because of the way he went about things. Yeah, and he's left in the pool. But, but what I will say, though, is we can't fault the fact that when he got into the team last season from September to December, I think he played 20 games, got 10 goals and 10 assists. So, to be fair, he was, he was brilliant in them last couple of months. Mm. So you can't fault that side of things, but it was just a little bit distasteful the way he went about things. And I definitely think Suarez played the part in it as well. He was in his ear and he was trying to engineer stuff and all that. So he never helped. So he's he's a snake as well. But we know that about Suarez. He was anyway when he was our player. Yeah. So as I said before, you can't be too hypocritical. He is horrible, he is poison, but he was our horrible poison yeah. player, wasn't he, when he played for us for them couple of years. So it is what it is, but thankfully, you know, we've got the last laugh now, haven't we? Because exactly. we've knocked him off the Champions League. They're devastated. Liverpool are on the march to Madrid to try and win number six. That's a perfect way to end it, I think. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Jay, for coming on. Yeah, really thanks. appreciate short notice and all that. Um, no problem, lads. Amazing. Week, saying, I'm still uh, on cloud nine, as I'm sure we all yeah, are. Yeah. It's always good to talk about the Reds, especially when we've had a great result <laughs> yeah, like we exactly. just did. I, can't I, believe I, I still can't believe what I've seen. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can't. So uh, we'll, yeah. just, we'll just keep this rolling and. 
and pray for Glenn Murray. So I think it is the message. Yeah. <laughs> Big Glenn. Uh, so we'll do one next, probably like Tuesday or something. Hopefully, mm. got some good news yeah. on the City game. <laughs> keep tuned and um, maybe just maybe we're Premier League champions. Who knows? Podcast Network.